0: I could have, though, something undefined can walk away welcome everybody to dad talk today I'm your host Eric Carroll thank you so much for being here we have an amazing podcast lined up for you today we are a podcast that talks about all things fatherhood. Before we start, please make sure to visit all of our social media websites, our podcast links, rate, review, subscribe, and help us towards the calls that we are trying to do here today. And no matter what you're going through today, Dad, we hope that this podcast leaves you inspired with your head held high. Keep fighting, and tomorrow you will find progress. Stay cool. Stay, Dad. This episode brought to you by www.dadtalktoday.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dad Talk today. I am your host Eric Carroll, and as always, we've got another amazing episode lined up for you. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors because without them, this show would not be possible. We are sponsored by the Isaac Law Firm, the Clock Law Firm, Upstream Grow Consultants, the Fathers Rights Movement, and the House Champ Yaya McLean. He's got his title now. Let him help you get yours. Two-time world champion and former son-in-law of Muhammad Ali. Anyway, guys, I hope you're doing well. Have you followed us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Anchor? Uh, I'm sure I'm leaving something off. But we're on all of them, especially Facebook, guys, where you can get these interviews as soon as they come out, as well as we got a TV show. And if you would like to help out our podcast, you can join us and become a member at patreon.com slash dad talk today or maybe you would like to get some cool dad talk today merchandise shop.threadmob.com slash dad talks i hope you're doing well and amazing this week and i hope this interview helps you in some way guys keep making steps towards progress and you will get there stay cool stay dad if you're a mom stay mom (laughs) whatever it is we are glad that you are here and we hope this podcast has helped you in some way Without further ado, here comes our podcast, and we will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dad Talk Today. I am your host, Eric Carroll. Tonight, we were supposed to have an episode, Ask Dr. Mark, with Dr. Mark Roseman. And guys, Dr. Mark has felt a little bit under the weather tonight. So in lieu of that, we're going to do a little special. I'm doing this a little bit early. I didn't have much time to announce it, so I hope you guys will join in. Uh, We're going to do a special on gaslighting and manipulation, something that is very, very rampant inside of this community, and I'm sure many of you have faced it. Uh, before I get started, I'd like to say thank you to our sponsors over at Dad Talk today, the Isaac Law Firm, Upstream Growth Consultants, um, the Fathers' Rights Movement, and the House Champ, Mister Yaya McLean, the newest real estate agent in the Atlanta, Georgia market, two-time world champion. Thank you guys so much. Um, before getting, in, you know, started about this guys, no matter how prepared you think you are to talk to a narcissist, I don't care how much you've studied up on this and what you think you know. No matter how prepared you are, you're fighting a losing battle and you will come out of it feeling like they have the upper hand. That's because a lot of times there is no reasoning with somebody that thinks they cannot be wrong. And one of the biggest tactics they use is gaslighting. What is gaslighting? It is manipulating a person to question their own sanity. Now, why would somebody do that? You know, guys, if they can question, you know, make you question every little move that you make, have you on your toes all the time, not knowing where to turn. That's when they can look at you and tell you that you're crazy and you might actually start believing it. And a lot of times people do. They take this guilt and everything that has came their way, put it on their shoulders and uh, own something that is not theirs to own. Gaslighting can leave you a jumbled mess, uh, constantly apologizing and uh, just not knowing what's going on. You might see yourself going to a therapist, any little thing to get your mind right. And uh, it's crazy, crazy stuff, guys. Let's get into this. One of the biggest things that they are going to use against you is blatant lies. If anybody is in here, I, I know we're live right now. Who has ever faced the lies? Why do they tell these lies? Well, if you're a level-headed person, you just don't want to fool with this, especially with alienation. All you want to do is see your kid. And if they they try to get you to argue and you will not participate, you kind of pull back. Well, the only other way I can get you to respond is if i tell a blatant lie against you well why would they do that lie why why is this used because false allegations exactly somebody just said false allegations um because you feel like you have to defend yourself and then once you get on the defensive you're replying it doesn't matter what kind of reply as long as i get a reply i get you feeding into it guys be careful with that crap be careful with that crap do not fall for the tricks that's what will get you and the mess that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. What's some other things? You know, the, the scary part about this is it's usually someone that you've been in a relationship with that at one point in time, you told them you love them. You gave them very trusted information about you, situations that you've been in, some of your biggest fears. Um, you opened up your heart, and that's not, that's not a bad thing. But just know any of that information that you've gave can and will be used against you. And sometimes it will be in places that it does not even, it it shouldn't even be there, okay? But it's going to be used to keep you guessing, to keep you questioning your own sanity. It's very, very dark stuff. I have a hard time even talking about this, okay? But it's, I think it's something that we really, really need to talk about. Um, I, I see one of our... Guest has actually said that he thinks his ex is trying to make him commit suicide. Guy, you need to be here more. I mean, maybe this was for you, but I'll tell you this, brother. Don't do it. That's what they want you to do. They want you to quit. If you've gotten out of the relationship and you no longer serve this person that thinks they need to be served, then they're going to try to make your life a living hell. And uh, question, why in the world did I ever leave this person? They want to be that center of attention. Okay, don't you do it. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some information in here, and I'll just like let me say right up front: I'm not a professional. I don't have any degrees or anything like that. I haven't wrote no books, but I've been through it. I've been through it, and if anything qualifies me to talk about this, I think that will. But again, they'll use your own fears and things against you, and then it'll have you on your toes because it want, they want you to feel like they are superior. You need to get this information from them, okay? And it couldn't be further from the truth. One of the things that you need to do, especially early on, is be very mindful of your own experiences, okay? Where you are standing inside of this fight, don't listen to the lies that they are going to project towards you because projection is a big thing, and I'll get to talking about that a little bit uh, later on. Let me ask you a question. Has anybody ever had that ex? They claim to know you better than you know yourself. They claim to know you better than your family. Or maybe they even had this little short spurt of a relationship with you. Maybe you was together for a couple of months. Maybe you was together for a year. But no, I know him better than anybody. I know her better than anybody. You know, I've seen who they are behind closed doors. That's the projection that they're going to look at. And they want you to believe that. They want you to believe that they know these little hidden areas and this little nasty person that you are better than anybody else. Don't believe it. Just don't believe it. It's uh, yeah, very, very common. If you've ever found yourself in a relationship with someone like this, they also try to push you further into the relationship. I'm curious to know how many people have experienced that. Maybe they want you to hurry up and get married. They want, want you to hurry up and get a house. They want you to hurry up and have a child. These are forms of control and manipulation that will be used against you later on. Usually, especially in this community, the child is the number one weapon used against you. Sick. It's sick. Parental alienation is real. And the fact that it's not um, acknowledged to the extent it should be is really crazy. But any, any form or weapon that I can keep this person on their toes or thinking that they're a bad person, or just use them to, to feel completely clouded in their mind and in their judgment. It's going to be used um, once you question your own sanity. They uh, they will point the finger at you. You know that's that's the thing. Once once I get you in that alienation, once I start making you think that you're that bad person, okay, and uh, you're not quite sure of who you are. That's when they're see see. That's what I've been telling you all along. Maybe you're going to get really mad at this alienation. Maybe, you know, they're keeping my kids from me. They've they've taken my house. Um, I'm in this child support that I, you know, I can't. And then they they tell this blatant lie or they use your own fears against you. And then you get really mad, ready to attack back. That's the snapshot. That's going to be taken. And now that's who you are. Because projection is a really big thing. Um, anything to take the heat off of the consequences or for what they are doing. If they're alienating you, if they're, they're being narcissistic, they're manipulating you. Um, I need to get you in that angry state or questioning your sanity. So I can take that and point it back at you and say, see, you are the one that has been doing this all along, man. I swear, guys, um, deep stuff. I, I see a few people that are getting affected by this. Sorry, guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things like I hope that if somebody sees this, uh, they will be able to use it. Um, another common symptom okay, that goes on is making you doubt yourself. You start thinking that you do not have what it takes um, to get through this. Um, your self-esteem becomes very low. You become depressed. You start giving up on things that you once cared about, and that is uh, that is just crazy stuff, guys. I got the information right before I got on here. Another thing it was if somebody that was in an alienated thing, their child just died, you know, so some of this information is uh, really, really important. Um, you will become forgetful, and they have no recollection of anything that they did against you. So you become forgetful. OK, and you're you're clouded and your judgment is just completely out there. And so when you bring up something like, you know, you did this, you did this, you did this, you will find that they have no recollection of anything that you're talking about. And you know what? I think that you are actually remembering that wrong because it was you that did that to me. Jesus Christ, man, the, the tricks, the tricks are crazy. Um. And then it gets to a point where you just stay silent. You know what? If I can't reason with this person and every time I talk to them, it just has me in this very, very bad, dark place. I'm just going to stay silent. You know, there's there's two things they either want. They either want you on the defensive and arguing all the time or they want you completely silent. Or like the guy in here said earlier, if you take your life, they're not going to care. You just let them win. You just let them win. Don't let people win. That's no, man, that is not what we're here for. You know, I, I understand, especially when you're going through this and you haven't seen your kids. Um, For me, it's been 620 days. You start thinking, well, did I really do something wrong? Am I really this bad person? (laughs) You know, maybe I should have done this different. Maybe I haven't tried enough. Maybe I should try again. And every time you try, you get the same results. I'm going to tell you guys, just like I said in the very beginning, no matter how prepared you think you are to talk to somebody like this, you can never be prepared enough because you're fighting a losing battle. You're just fighting a losing battle unless there's something that you can do in court or, you know, something else. But that's... Communicating with somebody like this is exhausting and it will make you feel like you just went in one big circle and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I had somebody in here said my ex-husband took the gaslighting further and would force me to confess to things I never ever did, including calling my family members and telling them I had cheated on him when I had it and I had caught him cheating on me, would convince me it was the only way to move forward. If you they can make you question your own reality. They can also get you to accept things that you never done. You know why? You just want the argument to end. Don't you guys, man, don't ever, 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 ever own something that you didn't do. I don't care how bad you want that relationship to end. Um, Somebody said, it honestly sounds like you were going through this with me. You're hitting so many things I'm going through. You know what? That's the thing, guys. I hear so many times a day with us talking about paranoia alienation on the podcast. Everybody wants to tell me their story. I've got a story like you've never heard. And I promise, you know, once you hear this, it's going to blow your mind. I hear it and I'm like, you're just like everybody else. All of our stories might be a little bit different. We might have different names. We might live in different places. But I can tell you the tricks of the narcissist, the gaslighting, the manipulation tactics, the things that we're all going through are so very similar and the same. That's why we've got to start talking together as a community and standing up against this. We need more awareness to what we're doing right here because somebody out there needs to hear it. Hopefully, you're seeing the signs before it gets a little bit too far. Too far. Um, let's see. where I made notes this, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I made notes. I wasn't really prepared to do tonight's podcast but you know a couple of weeks ago there was a show that got canceled last minute and I did one on divorce. We heard from many people that said that was what I needed that's what I was going through and as I'm seeing down here in the comments seems like a lot of people are going through this too so I'm trying to hit on every little thing because I don't want to miss anything <laughs> but why so why are these tactics done? why do they want you um, again and then the projection? It's because they want you dependent on them. One thing that you'll notice about a a narcissist or somebody that does this gaslighting, if you leave that relationship, you're going to pay for that. You are going to pay for that. The rest of your life is going to be on, you know, why you should not have left them. And it's going to be basically a revenge tactic. I'm I'm going to find a way to get back at you because I can't believe you left me. And if you finally get out of that clutches them clutches of those fingers that wanted to keep control of you and you say, I'm not putting up with it anymore. That's when you see things getting really crazy. They'll do anything to find that control again. Scary. I understand. And uh, it almost makes you scared to get in a relationship again. You're afraid. You don't know what's going on. You, you know, I, I know we keep circling back to a lot of those same things, but that's self-doubt. It's crazy. Have you ever if any of these people, I'm kind of curious if, if you found yourself going through this. How many times do you say I'm sorry every day? I remember I would say I'm sorry 10 times every minute when I would talk to people and like, why are you sorry? Because I constantly doubted myself. I was afraid to even talk. I was afraid of anything that was coming out of my mouth. When you've been accused of doing X, Y, and Z, after a while, you start to believe it. And that's why it's very important to unplug. If you've got a child with somebody like this, the conversation needs to be about that child. It will always find its way back to your relationship or about your life. Don't engage. Just do not engage. Um, Narcissists tend to ignore the facts. They want to make an alternate reality. That's when, you know, a lot of people think that we all have some type of narcissism. We all have narcissistic traits. I say confidence and self esteem sometimes is a healthy narcissistic trait. Then there's toxic narcissism. One thing that you can really tell the difference on is learning how to become aware of your own BS. If you can see that you do things wrong, because guys, it's just life. We all do things wrong. But if you know how to see something and say, OK, I own that and I'm just I'm going to I'm going to work and become a better person. A narcissist can't do that. They cannot accept anything is their fault. And in order if they know, like, I can't wiggle out of this, you know, it, it is what it is. They're going to try to ignore the facts and to find some way to twist reality to make sure that it fits their narrative. Am I preaching to anybody? Because that's exactly what happens. I will find a way to make that my narrative. Then when they get confronted and then say, say I, I confront one, they, they don't know how to get out of it. Guess what happens next? The lies get bigger. <laughs> They're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't know how many times, you know, you, you see somebody that's doing this and it's like, they can't do any more than what they have already. Oh yes, they can. No lie is outside the realm of possibility when we're talking about narcissists and gaslighting. Anything can, will be used against you. I promise you. Um, I tell you another trait. And you guys put some questions down there for me in the comments. Like I said, I usually got a co-host and I usually got a plan of where I'm going to go to before I do this. This was completely unexpected. So uh, I'm trying to do this as ad lib as I can. I hope that it's making some sense, some possibly. But, um, you know, one of the biggest things as well that you'll see with a narcissist, if you get out of a relationship, there is never two sides. There's never going to be a little bit of good to you or a little bit of bad. There's there's no two sides. It's going to be you're either good when you're with them, or you are just plain, plain out evil. You are the worst thing on the face of this earth. Okay. And I don't know which side you're going to fall on that. Usually when you're in the relationship, they'll paint you up to be really good. And then once you get out, you are just the scum of the earth. You are the scum of the earth. Um, you did everything wrong. You did everything wrong in the relationship. You're the worst parent that's out there. You do not deserve uh, a family. You do not deserve anything that you got. Really, you don't even deserve air to breathe. They want to crush you. And that's exactly what they're doing. Another thing, they, they, they recruit people. The flying monkeys. They have friends. They'll come and try to contact you. They'll make smear campaigns about you on social media. They'll go and tell their side of the story. Why? Because I need people to believe this side of the story so that I can further crush that person that I'm after. Social media has a good, um, has some good to it, okay? We get to contact people all across this world, and we get to stay in contact with family, but it also has that very dark side. For every view that somebody has, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, you'll find somebody that I take up for. And if we can recruit people on social media, um, that's that's how we can start painting that picture. That's how if, if I can't convince you that you're bad enough on my own. Well, how about I go get Tom, Dick and Harry over here on Facebook? How about I start posting things about you and get people to join in on it? And a lot of times you are looking at the picture, the exact clear picture of the deadbeat. And this is really bad with fathers. Okay, this is really, really bad with fathers because fathers already have that stereotype of the deadbeat dad, the guy that had to cheat. He had to go and do something. He was abusive. And then if he gets with a narcissist and he has to get out of that relationship, I can go out there and tell somebody, oh, he was a deadbeat. Uh, he cheated on me. He did X, Y, and Z. And you know what? Because of the stereotype against fathers, people believe it. People believe it. It's, it's just, it becomes the gospel without anything to back it up. And we, we tell people all the time, always make sure you're getting both sides of the story. Because if you're not getting both sides of the story, you might be protecting an alienator. And guys, every once in a while, they might send that friend to you. And you know what? I'm close to them. I've heard this side of the story, but I need to talk to you. I want to see if I can make some sense of the situation. Uh, beware of that. They're not there to make no sense out of the situation. They're not there to listen to you. They don't want to hear anything that you've got to say. They're there with a one-track mind. And that's to find anything out that they can use against you and take it back to this big, dark, ugly person over here that's ready to use it against you. So, you know, it's just the way it is. Maybe you've got proof, guys. I mean, maybe they made these smear campaigns about you on social media and make all these claims and lies against you that are just blatantly not true, false, false. And then you've got the paper, you've got the notes, I've got the text, I've got the screenshots. That's something I see all the time. People posting screenshots of their ex up there. Dude, it doesn't matter what you got. You can have it right in front of their face. They're going to deny it until the cows come home. They cannot accept responsibility for what they've done. So I ask you again, why do you keep, okay, why do you keep trying to engage with somebody that you know you're already fighting a losing battle? Don't. Make it. All right. If you got kids, you got to communicate to see the kids. Find out what time and where. That's all you need to know. If you don't have kids and you're still engaging in it, I want you to go look at yourself in the mirror and slap yourself because (laughs) you're the one causing your own pain. You are your own worst enemy right now. But if you've got kids and you have to contact them because of your kids, Make very simple points. When can I see my child and where? After that, if it starts back up, if you start reading that conversation and it's got about your relationship and the lies start going in there and accusations. it. don't read it. Don't participate. You're going to find yourself reacting emotionally. And how do I know? I've done it. I saw early days of, of replies I did, and I'm fell for it. We all fall for it. If you don't know what it is, most of us don't even know what parental alienation is, or gaslighting, or any of this, or narcissism. The narcissist uh, term is just thrown around left and right, and a lot of people don't even know exactly what it means. But when you get inside of a relationship like this, or parental alienation, buddy, you find out, and you find out the hard way, and uh, sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's you're there and you're going to have to communicate. So how, and when you communicate and where is very important. I suggest email. I would really like to talk to one of the co-parenting apps because I, I really support those. I think that communication, if, if something like that has been present, you've seen that there's false accusations and stuff like that, parental alienation. I think they should be monitored. Um, We haven't even got in to the TPOs and the silver bullets. And a lot of times that's what happens. If you start to get some type of control, I will do anything to keep you from getting control. What do you not understand about that? I don't care how much you fight or how much you think you're going to see your kid. You're not. You have crossed me. How many articles have you seen, guys? How many articles have you seen where a parent once the other parent gets some type of custody, they kill herself and their kids. They're like, nope. If I can't have them and I can't have control, then you're definitely not going to have them. And you're not going to have control. Why? Because you're dealing with one of these. You're dealing with one of these. And it becomes very dark. Be careful in how you communicate. And do not play. Do not play the game. So... <laughs> I hope you're having a wonderful day today. It's uh, it's pretty rainy down here in Georgia. I'm going to get off of that for a second. We're going to go right back to it. <laughs> this stuff takes a toll on me. It really does take a toll on me because I hear about it all day long. It's one thing to live about it through my own experience, and it's another thing to hear about it um, from the vast majority of these people that are coming to me telling me about their stories. It takes a toll on you. But uh, it, we have a flood warning here in Georgia it looks like I could put fish out in my backyard. I really think I could, but um, other than that, guys, we've got some amazing podcasts coming up. And if you got some questions, if you're not, if you're on one of the watch parties, I can't see it. But if you're on the main Dad Talk Today page, if you'll put your questions down there, I will try my best to answer them. But getting back to it, um, another little trick that I've noticed is every once in a while you'll get this little glimmer of hope. Okay. Maybe they start letting you see your kids a little bit more. Maybe it's like, okay, looks like the rain's gone. I can see clearly now it's getting better. And you start to make your way back in there and you start getting this hope of, okay, I think I'm going to be able to parent. I think I'm going to be able to communicate. And then once you find out, once you don't play their game, it comes back out. They'll throw in just a little bit of positive to get you hoping that you're going to get something right. It's like any way that I can get my hooks on you. If you check out and then you're not doing it. So let me throw a little bit of positive. I'm so sorry. I I know that I wasn't doing this right. Maybe, maybe this, 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 and this, but if you'll come back, I'll let you see the kid. I'll let you be careful. Be careful. It's not always as it seems. And the projection, the projection guys, um, You know, if if I have a disagreement with you, the person that's sitting across the camera from me. And I make it your fault, then I don't have to accept my responsibilities at the end of the day. That's what it's about. They don't want to accept the reality. They don't want you to have control and they want you to feel inferior to them. Okay. So I think a lot of times it comes from childhood experiences. I think it's mental instability and uh, it's sick. It's very sick. Maureen said, when they find a new person in their life, you'll get to see kids because they need a babysitter. Possibly, possibly. But I'm going go to go the opposite ex- extreme of that, Maureen. I, I, one thing that I've seen more common than anything, if you get out of a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's a stepdad or a stepmom, I'm going to go find a real person. I'm going to go get them a real dad. They're going to call him daddy. And you're going to regret that you ever left me. We're going to have a happy life and we're going to have a happy family. and We're going to do it without you. That step parent becomes their new way of getting back at you because look, now they've got a real dad. Now they've got a real mom that will never be their real dad or their real mom. You hear me? Ever. And that's one of the sick tricks that are used against you. You know, in in our reality, if we split up with somebody because we're not happy anymore, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys, but if my ex finds somebody that's good to my child, it's actually good to my child, not trying to take my place. And is actually good to my child and can be good to them and they can have a happy relationship. By all means, please do. That's the way it should be. We're not with each other for a reason. Okay, but to openly tell somebody that you're going to go get them a real parent, a step in. Man, and I'm going to tell you any of the little step parents that fall for those tricks, you're just as crappy as that alienator. Okay, co-parenting does not have to be a competition. You can be a team and you can respect that other parent um, and what might have went on. But when you get with that single person that's telling you, I did it all on my own, they were a piece of crap, they did this, they did this, they did this, they did this, I'm telling you, you've got warning slimes smacking your face, telling you, you might need to find out what's going on and talk to that other person, okay? They might just get walked through the very pits of hell. And that it just happens all too much. Maureen said again, it all depends on the maturity as an adult. Sometimes they just want to be alone with their new partner. Yeah. But I would say if that new partner is the one they're, they're trying to get a new mom, they're trying to get a new dad. That's what we've got to uh, be careful about. Uh, Jennifer Haston said, Eric Carroll, there are a lot of good books at the library or on Amazon that can help people understand borderline person- personality disorder narcissistic personality disorder triangulation splitting etc so they can learn to protect at least themselves and the kids to whatever degree they can and i would implore you guys do your research if you find yourself any of these things are starting to you know kind of hit you in the face and say hey i think something's going on here you need to find out what you're getting into because uh like i said once the kids get here whether you want to or not, that's probably going to be a part of your life, and that's going to be part of your everyday communication. And it can become quite a task. Dwayne Lipidos, I don't know if I said your name right, brother. I am so sorry. But Dwayne said, I was so ashamed to even talk about what's happening, even though I know she's lying. I know exactly what the world we see me as. Thank God for all you leaders, Mark, Eric, and Tori. Hey, thank you, brother. But that's it. That's just it. I said, Dwayne, I've been in your shoes. You know, after you've been a while without seeing your kid, after all your communication is telling you that you're this piece of crap, that you're no good, that you shouldn't be a parent. um, You start to believe it. It's repetitive. It's repetitive uh, speakings going into your life. And after a while it starts replaying in your own head. You ever wondered why they put ads in TV or on radio and you hear the same ones over again? You think to yourself, I don't even know why they make us watch this. I want to see the TV show or hear the radio program. I'm not going to buy this. But then you're in the Walmart or the gas station one day and you're needing something and you're like, oh, I remember hearing that commercial. That's because it got ingrained in your head. Every time they're speaking that crap into your life, whether you know it or not, you're allowing it to go in your ears. And somewhere it's kind of sitting there. So when you're sitting at home and you're alienated or you're all depressed and you're down, that's in there. And it kind of starts making its way out. Well, what if you are? What if you are that person that they say you are? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sonny Alexander said, thanks, brother. I can really relate to this. It's good to meet dads going through the same thing. Thank you, Sonny. And I'll be honest with you, man. There's a lot of moms going through it too. It's not a clear cut case. I know because people see dad talk and we talk a lot about dads. They think we're just here for dads, but there's they're going through it too. I know it's a very disproportionate amount, but it's sick. And what it is, is we're dealing with personalities and mental instabilities. not really, it's not a gender thing. It's, uh, it's these personality disorders, you know? So let me get on down here. Michael Cantrell said, yes, do your research. My ex did that. Baby daddy is a deadbeat. He doesn't want to be in his daughter's life and so on. I found out after the relationship that he was not as advertised. Of course, deadbeat. I can't stand that word. I can't stand that word. I would say for every one true deadbeat, there is a hundred good deadbeats out there that are actually trying to be in their children's lives labeled as deadbeats. But, you know, that's the crappy thing. One deadbeat, one true deadbeat will speak for a hundred good dads. And that just makes me want to vomit. There are some bad ones out there, but they'll even make their way to the page sometimes. Talking about how all dads are bad, and different stuff. And as soon as I catch them, uh, it's, it's usually not a pretty sight. You're not going to be able to reply to it all, but it comes it comes a lot, guys. Uh, Jennifer said, I often wonder how many parents are alienated from their kids, but not 100% because they showed up every time, still tried to spend time, but kids have been so manipulated and brainwashed. There's zero emotional connection to anyone on the targeted end. Uh, that's a good point. And you know what else? I think alienation goes hand in hand with what we're talking about, the gaslighting and the manipulation. If you find yourself in this type of situation, you will become exhausted. Especially if you have a child, you you feel that need to just keep on, keep on, keep on. And what you do, you're not giving yourself a break. You're not recognizing these symptoms. You don't quite know what you're going through. So you just take yourself to the burnout stage. And by the time you get there, if you haven't seeked out a therapist, it's easy to just stay away or just try to shove it over to the side than to deal with it. You either see people committing suicide or just saying, you know what? You've called me the deadbeat long enough. I'm going to be the deadbeat. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. And I've tried. And no matter what I do, you make it hard for me to be in my child's life. What we are talking about here, again, I know we call it parental alienation. I know we call it gaslight manipulation. It's child abuse. And it's actually, it's very abusive to the parent. Um, You talk to some of these parents in here, guys, I'm going to tell you, it's been very hard over here at the podcast. One, if we do not talk to them as soon as they, you know, um, contact us, or if we can't sit there and listen to their stories, or if we don't do what they're wanting us to do right then, they get very, 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 very angry. The part that we're failing to realize, we don't know what they might have experienced before they got here. And it's very hard to communicate with somebody like that. And then after a while, that projection it becomes true. You become that crazy person that they want you to be because you didn't know how to get out. You didn't know how to heal. You didn't know how to recognize. And you didn't put some limits up there. Uh, Maureen said, I'm not going through this enough. I was lucky enough to raise five children, but I have so many coworkers that are going through this. It breaks my heart. Uh, Catherine Early said, Dr. Harmon says it's domestic violence, this type typography abuse. Yeah, I also saw something. I think Dr. Harmon said 25 million parents are alienated in the United States right now, guys. 25 million. And that would just be documented cases. I wonder how many haven't spoken up about it it's uh really really crazy stuff i'm gonna talk a little bit again you you get in that argument with somebody like this thinking that you're you're gonna be prepared you're gonna win you'll never win that argument do not argument we're going to talk a little bit about some things that you can do to try to stray away from this number one pay attention to your own reality So after staying in these arguments and hearing their side of it all the time, all the time, you forget there's another side of this, my own reality. You know, am I really doing this? Uh, I was doing what was needed. I've been taking the necessary steps. I've been taking the necessary precaution. So no, this is not true. Make sure that you're accepting your own reality. And if you have gotten to that point that you're just so scrambled up in your head, Find you somebody that you can counsel with, guys. Find you a third party person that you trust, that you know has your best interest at heart and that you can talk to. It's not going to go anywhere else. And ask them, I did this, 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 you know, and this is what was going on. Can you help me? Or maybe you just need to vent to somebody. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. But find that person that you can trust and confide in And that's that's very, very helpful. Maybe you need to seek a therapist. That's a word that when we mention a lot of people get mad. I'm going to tell you, do your research. Find a good therapist that you can trust in that understands parental alienation. Get out there and talk to them. It's very important that you stay on top of that and that you stay counseled and not in this forest fire that you're in currently. Learn to avoid it and learn to talk about it. But none of this, none of this does you any good. I'm going to talk about one that a lot of people don't want to hear, but I'd say this is one of the number one things in prevention. Okay. Be aware of your own BS and your own behavior. So if you find yourself arguing with somebody like this all the time, I don't care who you are and you're in it for long enough, you're trying to think 10 steps ahead What are they thinking? If I say this, this is how they're going to react. If I say this, this is how they're going to react. Sometimes you might find yourself telling little white lies just to avoid the conflict from them, okay? But we pick up the behaviors. You become like the the chameleon, okay? You start arguing back and forth with a narcissist, and if you find yourself using some of those same tactics, one, you need to be aware of how you are reacting to the situation. Sometimes we, and more times than not, we can't control what they're doing, but we can control what we are doing. And that's just the bitter fact. Um, sometimes we fail to realize some of the problem might be ourselves. It might not all be on them. And once you can get to that point to where you can be critical enough of yourself and realize, I might have done this wrong, or you, you really, you know, you're not afraid to accept blame and own it that's when you can really make some progress we've got to learn to be mindful of our own actions as hard as that might be to do sometimes i mean i tell you as i get older i actually start to laugh a lot of times at my own failures because it's just it's gonna happen some of the stuff i do sometimes and i look back on some of my behaviors i was like okay you could have done that different you could have done that different but it's okay You know what? I actually get excited sometimes to find out that I'm wrong. Not that I've done something wrong, but that I'm wrong because that's an opportunity to learn. Be very mindful of your own behaviors. It's uh, very, very important. So. Hey, Don, what's going on? And guys, again, if you got some questions, I'm about to be uh, out of material here in a second, but send me some questions. But, you know, the narcissist loves to win. They have to win. They will do anything at all costs to make sure that they win over you. The sad reality is that they can't realize they're actually losing. They are losing a loving parent that would be there to help them, that they could confide in that, hey, I've got to go get some groceries or I've got something going on today. Maybe I want to go to the park. Maybe I want to go to the gym. Would you mind watching Junior here for a little bit? You're, you're robbing yourself out of that. And as much as they think they're winning, one of the key patterns you'll see is they fail in relationships. They're in and out of relationships. And just about every relationship they've had has been fast, fast and furious, baby. And uh, they can't get a grip on their That's why I think it's really, really important. It might sound like when we talk about this, that uh, we talk about is like, we hate narcissists. We hate narcissists. I hate the narcissist action. I hate the the uh, borderline personality disorder actions. I hate the actions that these people are doing and the tactics that they use. But them as a person, they are sick. And the, the the government and the federal courts, they need to realize this. We're not saying destroy them, put them in jail or anything like that. No, no, no. If we did that, we would be no better than them. But let's recognize it. So that we can get them help. Let's get them some help and promote real equal share parenting and healthy relationships. I think that's the part that gets missed. If we believe in the relationship of both parents in a child's life, sometimes, sometimes it just might be out of the picture. You can't do it. But if it was recognized and parental alienation was could be diagnosed and we could get these people help. I wonder just how much of a healthier life we could live. 25 out of 26 of the shooters grew up in fatherless homes. I wonder if they were alienated from that father or what. Could you imagine what goes through a child's head living with an alienator, constantly being gave an alternate reality, being controlled Having to feel like they, they can't do anything because this is the ultimate. You know, we are authority figures in our kids' lives. We have to show them discipline. But a narcissist discipline, way different. You know, any view outside of theirs is a really, really looked down on. They want to be that only figure in that child's life. And I do believe that's what's contributing to a lot of the violence that you're seeing now. There's no telling what these people have been through. There's just not. Um, Jason Ramirez said, "Been with my lady ever since my ex-wife, who, the same person, as she receives miles of you know what." <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, guys, I hope this has been a. Yes, uh, Don said we need to research and get statistics on that. So last last I heard, and I think I was talking to Don about it, 25 million adults in the United States alienated. The bottom line of this, and I, I would say, I guess the moral of the story, keep your communication limited. If you, again, you don't have that child, there's no reason for you to be talking to them. Like you, you see, it's already going down that one track road. If you got a child, don't talk life. Don't talk relationships. Don't talk about your job. Don't talk about your hobbies. Talk about your child. When can I see my child? What do they need and when you will save yourself a lot of heartache. Are those conversations just because you try not to participate? Are those questions or, or are those things not going to come up? I'm going to give you my favorite word. Absolutely. They're still going to come up. Um, They're not going to stop talking about that because that's what the conversation has to be focused on. Remember now, you left a person that you were not allowed to leave and you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for that. Now if you take away my communication and my tactics that I'm trying to use to achieve that goal, you think I'm just going to let it go? No, it's going to get worse. You're probably going to hear more lies. You're probably going to hear some TPOs. You're probably going to see some false allegations and that really sucks. That's why we need your participation here. That's why we need you liking and sharing these videos. That's why we need your help to to fund us and get this thing to the next level. Because unfortunately, that's what's going on. This past Thanksgiving and Christmas, guys, that was my first season inside of this community. I've been alienated uh, 620 days now, but I've been alienated about a year before I even got involved over here. But I... I honestly thought that I was a rare breed. I didn't know that many people were going through what I'm going through now. And I found out the hard way. Thanksgiving took me by surprise. Thanksgiving was a little bit different. The week leading up to Thanksgiving, I got emails from about 10 different people that Friday night that said they were hit with a TPO when they went to go get their kids from school. A false allegation. That silver bullet, it took away that turkey day with their family. Yep. So when Christmas rolled around, we made the video with Dr. Jennifer Harmon because we said, hey, look, we saw what happened at Thanksgiving. We already know that the false allegations are coming. Uh, let's make a little video of telling people how to be aware and to know that some of these you know, tactics, they're already going to be used. So you need to be mindful and not get your hopes up. Well, it was kind of crazy. Christmas was a lot different. It went all the way up. Didn't really hear from anybody until Christmas Eve. And then, bam, I guess they was going to be getting them Christmas Eve night or switching, and uh, it just started coming in by the dozens, and it broke my heart. You know the sick and disgusting thing about this? You know, it is child abuse. It is parent abuse, but the system is abusing us too. If it wasn't for Title IV-D trying to make money off of our hurt Okay, you're trying to make money off of breaking up families and splitting up time with children that are rightfully their parents, my own flesh and blood. Okay, but because you want money, you protect a system that is so blatantly disgusting and tearing up families worldwide. Worldwide. That is just the reality of it. And until we do something, we do something. This is what you got. This is what you got. I don't think it's enough to just get equal share of parenting. I think that would help when it comes to the visitation time. Is that going to completely cure parental alienation? No. I don't know that you're ever going to completely have an answer for parental alienation because the brainwashing is strong. They will find a way to paint the picture any way they can. Okay. But there needs to be more consequences. We need some consequences for these TPOs. If somebody is out there making false allegation and they're doing these lies, they need to be fined, they need to be jailed, and they need to lose custody right away. You start putting some of this stuff into effect, you're going to see a lot, lot less of it. A lot less of it. And what's so bad is a lot of these parents, they get rewarded for doing it. If I meet that silver bullet allegation, okay, I can get custody. I can get that TPO. I don't have to deal with that parent no more. They pay me child support. I can get government benefits. Let's see how many of them bullets I can I can shoot. I'm gonna get a machine gun. They get it made when they do this. And if uh, if I get caught making that little false allegation, hey, don't do that again. Do you um oh, man, what that does to a parent that has to defend themselves from it? They're guilty with their family, with their friends, uh, with everybody in society, might lose their job. If they don't have money for a lawyer, they're probably just going to have to sit there with that allegation. If they can't get a lawyer and fight it off, they've got to find everything they can to fight it off. And if they do, to the other person, that's all we're doing. Man, we live in a sick world. We live in a sick world. And I do believe it all stems from money. I know it does. It's exactly what it stems from. Anyway, guys. So I, I guess that's going to be the end of tonight's episode. I'll probably run a watch party from dad talk around eight because that's when this was supposed to air. But I've got my, my, my chillins in here and I want to spend a little bit of time with them. So uh, that's probably what I'm going to go do. I hope this helped somebody out there. And you know what? If you know somebody that's going through this right now. Send it to them. Let them know. Um, I wanted to send this to you because I thought you might need to hear it. Every one of these tactics are very common. And crazy. You saw the people in the comments earlier saying, uh, oh, my God, I feel like you're speaking right to me. Well, if you're going through that, that's that's what's used. This, this little handbook is what's used. And uh, it's crazy. Don said, glad you're feeling better. I am. I had a little bit of a fever earlier this week, guys, and uh, it went away. It was like a little two-day thing. I'm still feeling a little woozy, but other than that, I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to make this information for you guys um, and to know that it's being used. So Michael Cantrell said, thanks for your time and input. There are plenty that have or are going through this. Thanks again. There really is. Um, our community is full of it. And you know what, just here we're full of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know just how many other people are, and they don't know that there is support and a community out there that they could be getting involved with. We got to start leading our people to some water and showing them that there's, you know, there's more hope. Um, the, the part that gets me is a lot of times they get here and there'll be people inside this community that will actually start to tear them down or they get involved in something else. And then what happens? They just completely ghost the whole thing. We've got to make this thing more inviting. We've got to speak up a little bit more. We got to let people know what they're going through. Remember what that was like when you started going through gaslighting or manipulation or parental alienation, you had no idea what was going on with you until you started going up in Google and you educated yourself. Why don't we find them? Why don't we find the general population and educate them before they're going through it so they can be mindful of it before it happens? I would say prevention is a lot better than the cure. It's a lot, lot better than the cure. And uh, I do believe that education goes a long way. There might be some people I see Dr. Mark is in here. He must be watching me from the bed. I hope you've got some chicken noodle soup and I hope you got some some orange juice. You're getting your vitamin C in. I said vitamin, not vitamin. Anyway, uh, but I hope you're you're feeling better. Dr. Mark would probably be a lot more um, well-educated to talk on this than me. But guys, I can tell you I've been there. I've been through it. I know what it's like to have no self-confidence. I know what it's like to sit there and constantly doubt myself. I know what it's like to feel like the deadbeat and to let the tricks go against me. And it's all because I used to. Try to communicate with something that you can't communicate with. Don't play the game. If you don't play the game, you you don't have to to live with the results. Keep it about your kid, your kid only. And uh, outside of that, just check out. Check out. Love you guys. Join us tomorrow at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you find yourself going through some of this stuff right here, we've got um, Ashish Joshi. Ashish is one of the top leading attorneys in the field of parental alienation and fighting off TPOs. Very well studied up person. And if you got some questions about how to fight that off, he will be a great one to talk to. Also this Saturday, guys, we are going to have another special. And this one I do believe is is so very important. Uh, One of our highest rated podcasts we've had in a long, long time was Melissa Isaac. She's also one of the sponsors of the program, one of the top family attorneys in the country. If you ask me, the best. Um, But she will be coming back this Saturday. A lot of people have wondered, Melissa, why are you an attorney for just men? And you know, not many people know this story. I don't know that anybody does. From what I'm told, this would be the first time that anybody's heard it. Um, She will be joined by her family on Dad Talk Today to talk about what it was like in the mind of an alienated child, and being held back from their father, and some of the tactics that were used against them, um, a lot of the stuff that you heard here today will actually be put into words from experience when we come back to you Saturday. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a rough one, guys, but we need you here and showing your support, and it's going to be an intimate look at what that alienation is like. We did something similar to it a couple of weeks ago with Christina Felderman. She's been through it as well. Her article off of my personal Facebook's been shared over 400 times. Um, It's definitely one that will get to you because it's one thing to be an alienated parent, but when you hear what's going on in the child, what are they experiencing? Um, We know what we're experiencing, but you get to see what's going on there. Um... Marcelena Ann Chavez Cummings said, my son is finally seeking counseling. He suffers PTSD from the years of emotion and verbal abuse. 14 years, he is still fighting for his kids. That is very real. I don't care what anybody says, and I don't think it can be diagnosed on it, but the PTSD is real. When you find yourself fighting against somebody like this, the emotional toll and hell it will put on your mind is unreal. Unreal. I mean, I tell you, doing this podcast was sending chills down my spine earlier. I was trying to find my words because when I start talking about it, I go right back to that moment. And uh, it's not pretty. But Marcelina, let your son know he is not alone. And I hope he is a member of Dad Talk. And if not, We have the Dad Talk Today support group for anybody that's watching this right now. We try to put conversations in there where people can talk back and forth. But the PTSD from that is real, and it's hell. And I don't know. He said 14 years. Um, Imagine a father having to fight 14 years just to see his kid. But, and you can see the, the millions of fathers in here. Fighting for their children. We're five months old, 70,000 strong in here. And I'm going to tell you just about every single one that's on this page in some form or another is fighting to see their child. And I guarantee you there's somebody out there on social media that's calling them a deadbeat. Well, I promise you, I'm going to dedicate this microphone, this computer, this podcast into fighting back against that stereotype. And uh, I hope everybody will join in. Let's make our voices a little bit louder. Guys, join in tomorrow for another podcast we will see you later on love you so much please like and share this as much as you can we need to get the word out take it easy this has been an episode of dad talk today with your host eric carroll thank you so much for being here today dad it means the world to us Join us next week as we release a brand new podcast. And until then, visit us over at www.dadtalktoday.com where you can find merchandise that helps support this podcast as well as a contact form where you can send in your questions, concerns, comments. You just need to reach out to somebody, need somebody to talk to. Send us that email, brother, if you're here, you're family. Until then, we will see you next time. Stay cool, stay dad.